Good morning, listeners. I'm your host, Captain Righteous speaking. And today, I'll be discussing my personal list of the best Adult Swim shows. Let's begin. Today is September 30th of 2002 at the time of this recording. And this episode will be another Adult Swim episode because I love Adult Swim. And I'm sure the listeners also love Adult Swim. So my list is not basic. It's not like a basic from best to worst or worst to best list. It's pretty much all the shows I love from the top ten all the way to top five, top three to top one. So yeah, let's just get right into the list. So from ten, of course, to one. Number ten will be Home Movies. Home Movies is one of those adult school programs. Uh, uh, programs, series, if you will, as I usually say, shows, series, programs, but it's one of those programs that I will say there are episodes where it is, uh, absurd, but it's like low key, like, uh, whole movies could, could have been one of those, uh, programs that could have easily been on Fox, which I know Fox has the Simpsons and Family Guy, especially Family Guy has this, like, history of controversy but what i mean is is that you can watch it and i think like even if you're like a teenager like let's say you're 13 if you're watching a show like that your dad or your mom or aunts or uncles grandparents will walk by the tv and be like eh because like they won't really understand what happens and show like think of your grandparents if you're fortunate to have um have them in your life think of them and imagine explaining Adventure Time to your grandfather or Avatar The Last Airbender to your grandmother. Like, they'll care about it, but they don't want to, like, go out to actively, excuse me, actively watch the shows. Home Movies is hilarious because, you know, the situations. One of the favorite, excuse me, my, one of my favorite episodes of that show is the episode when Brendan had at uh, Sleepover, what was it, Felton, Felden? Um, you, you have to watch the show, and I highly recommend for all the shows on my list. Please check them out, and especially if you have HBO Max. Uh, I'm not getting paid by HBO, but I really recommend you check these shows out. Excuse me. But there was an episode when Brendan, he's the main character of the show. He has red hair, and he's dressed in all blue. I will say this first. Um. That's one of the best, not the best, but one of my favorite styles of the show where, yes, they're all humans, but they're all, like, it's weird, like, it's, yes, they're wearing clothes, but it's implied that they can also dress in different clothes, if that makes sense. Like, if you look at Brendan, his friend Melissa, uh, Coach McGurk, uh, there's a, he has another friend, um, he's a chubby kid with brown hair, Jason, yes, Jason. Like, they're wearing clothes, but it's, like, it's all in one color. If that, um, if you, if the listeners can picture it. Or, in fact, if you watch the show, I hope you know what I'm talking about. So, um, the main character, Brendan, went to, um, it's not a friend. It's just some guy he hated back in school. I think his name was Felton or Fletch or something. But, basically, they had a weird night of a sleepover, and... You know, I don't want to spoil the episode, but basically, uh, Brennan accidentally seen his mother naked, and yeah, hilarity and and comedy, you know, ensues right after that situation. But yeah, with that being said, uh, Home Movies is a show about 
uh, like I said, the main character, Brendan, but it's also, it's about him, his friends, I'm sure his mom and his dad, but it all centers around Brendan and his friends making movies, thus home movies. Okay, um, number nine on the list is Moral Oral. Now, the reason why Moral Oral is, like, ranked low on the list is not bad. I highly recommend you watch the show. As a matter of fact, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but if I didn't then, I'm doing it now. The reason why I recommend this show is because of its uh, content and its dark humor. Now, there are shows that can pull off dark humor well, because I think dark humor can be done in different ways. Like, for example, you have the absurdist comedy, like, oh, no, this person was blown up by a taco like something ridiculous but it's like oh no like yes it is ridiculous however it still contains um subjects like death or or killing whereas like something where it's like you can't just like and this is me not as a comedian i might explore that in the future but when you do comedy you're you're genuinely i'm trying to make you smile i need you to laugh i want to talk about things that's relatable dark comedy is relatable but it's like it, it excuse me i'm stuttering it deals with heavy subjects such as death right uh moral is one of those shows where it does it i'm sorry it does present uh black comedy but it doesn't overdo it where it's like oh my god, here's another episode of them being edgy, and it's like, no, it's just like, I'm trying to make it make sense without spoiling key plots or key characters, but, you know, you have the title character, Oral, his name is not Moral Oral, but it's kind of like the, it, it's the, it's a ring of the show, because it rhymes, but he's the main character, and he comes from a Protestant family or a Catholic family, if I'm correct, but it's basically, uh, he's brought up in a super religious family in a super religious town, and all this kid loves to do is read the Bible, go to church, go to school, he's basically a good kid, however, you know, he has a very, uh, I can't say exactly abusive family, and of course, you know, you have to talk about his dad, Clay, um, what was it, Clay Puppington, I think that's his last name, I think, you know, Morrill's last name is Puppington, I, I believe, but basically, you know, throughout the show, the show's run, you know, Morrill, sorry, Oral, excuse me, I keep calling him Morrill, but Oral will always, you know, like, the episode will begin with uh, a specific Bible quote, and the humor of that is, like, Oral will always, like, overdo it or underdo the Bible quote, if that make any sense. Like, I'm trying to remember, there was an episode where Oral made his own sports drink, and he forced all of his classmates to drink it, which, I'm trying to remember, like, how he did it, but, like, if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, it's one of the weirdest shit ever on Adult Swim, but it's not the weirdest, but anyways, it's moments like that where you know he means well, but the way you're doing it is so questionable, and it's like, this is some, like, to me, this is some funny st- shit, excuse me, uh, that was number nine, number eight will be Metal Apocalypse, now, I will say this, I, Darius, aka Captain Righteous, I may not be a fan of metal, now, before anyone, they, you're not a fan of metal, oh my god, you're an idiot, or you're a loser, or whatever you'll call me, and that's fine, but it's like, um, 
Metalpocalypse, excuse me, is a very funny show. Like I mentioned, moral oral, it deals with dark comedy, but it's not like I will say there are moments where they kind of overdo it for me. Like, all right, damn, bro, like just just move on. Like, what are you doing? But it's one of those shows and things that really not got me into metal music, but it's like, you know what? I might have to check it out. And, and that's that's one of the best things I can, I can say about the show. Not dissing the show. The show is very interesting. It has a very unique lore in its universe. Like, I can't spoil it because if I spoil it, that's probably going to spoil, what, the rest of the season. I think it had, like, what, four seasons or something like that? So I'm basically spoiling the entire show in, like, a very few words and of course you know on the captain rights podcast i don't care hey, what do you mean the movie came out 10 years ago yeah you're talking about it like that's fine for you but if someone needs to watch let's say force awakens let's say uh so let's talk about a movie that came out this year the batman right terrific movie robert pattinson did an excellent job I don't care, like, it could come out, like, March or January this year. I ain't gonna spoil nothing. Anyways, excuse me. But Metalpocalypse is one of those shows that made me interested in metal music. Now, I don't make my own metal music. I can't give you a band I'm listening to. But, hey, if you follow me on Instagram, which is at Captain underscore underscore Righteous, don't be afraid to give me some recommendations don't be afraid. Hey, Captain Righteous, I, I listened to the episode. Here's this one metal song you need to listen to. Excuse me. Um, and also, the funny thing is about Metalpocalypse is that, if I'm correct, the same creator of home movies, I'm trying to remember his name is Brendan Smalls, I believe. Same guy who, who created home movies also created Metalpocalypse, which I think is very interesting because that goes to show that this guy... Um, has a knack for music, because home movies, yeah, like, I will say there are certain episodes where, um, there's a character, and forgive me, I'm blanking on his name, he's a teenager, I think his name was Eddie or something, he has his own rock band, and he will occasionally collab with Brendan and his friends on their movies, now, again, if you know what I'm talking about, um, kudos to you, but to the uninitiated, hey, I recommend you guys check out these, uh, shows, but, um, yeah, I'm like what that tells me that you know adults will trust their creators and allow them to do what they want to do. Where it's like, all right, I'm the guy who created um, Robot Chicken, which is not me, obviously Seth Green and another gentleman I can't remember his name right now. But it's like, oh, if Seth Green wants a new show on Adult Swim, give it to him because he made us X amount of money for X amount of years. You know, so. Of course, moving on, and before I say anything, I did mention this, I forgot what episode, but Metal Apocalypse, Venture Bros, and Aquasian Hunger Force are getting their own movies coming out either late this year, next, uh, sorry, late this year and early next year, because I think Aquasian is supposed to come out uh, November, I assume, but the reason why I put that out there is that, you know, if you really want to catch up on the series, and again, I'm not getting paid for this. I highly recommend the listeners check out um, HBO Max because I actually binged it, ooh, I think December last year or January this year. It wasn't too recent, but it was like earlier in the year. And let me tell you this, looking back at it again, because most of these shows on the list, I've been watching these since five or six, and that's not a flex. It's just, you know, as kids, we always 
sneak behind our parents' back to, you know, watch something what we shouldn't watch. But anyways, um, I, I'm super excited to see that movie. And if you are interested in metal music or dark comedy, hey, please check out Metal Apocalypse. Okay, uh, number seven is C-Lab 2021. C-Lab 2021 is one of the first uh, Adult Swim shows I watched as a kid. Now, I just mentioned this uh, a couple seconds ago, is that, you know, always thought Adult Swim was a special block, which it is, you know, hey, you know, it's Adult Swim, and I think they updated, you know, whenever you're watching Adult Swim, they always, hey, parental advice, man, um, you must be 14, 17, 18, or whatever, to watch Adult Swim, so if you're 13 or 12 years old watching Adult Swim, hey, you can't blame them, I assume you blame the parents, so anyways, um, Space, sorry, Space Ghost, C-Lab 2021 is actually one of those acquired shows, uh, Adult Swim got from Hanna-Barbera, where it's, it's a very interesting process, so, they basically take old footages from the original C-Lab, not the, the, the current show, because it's called C-Lab 2020, and the show I'm referring to is C-Lab 2021, so it's a year later. So they're borrowing footage from C-Lab 2020, and they're mixing it up where it's like, okay, this character is, you know, rest in peace, the original voice actors, if they're still around for, for Teen, Titan, sorry, Teen Titans. What is wrong with me? I'm sorry. C-Lab 2020, and they kind of like redub their lines where it's like the original could be like the two characters just talking about stuff, right? I can give you a good example, but in C-Lab 2021, they could be arguing um, what's it like to to be a cyborg, which I forgot that episode, but that, that was very hilarious, excuse me. But it's one of those, I think it was one of those Adult Swim shows where like, I didn't know that much about adult animation until I watched one of those shows. I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty interesting. But um, I'm surprised, and, and, and this is, I'll say this on the podcast. If I didn't say this, I apologize, but I'm saying it now. I don't care. I don't care. I love me some Adult Swim. This is why I'm doing an Adult Swim episode. Adult Swim dropped the ball. When they were making, well, not, I'm sorry, when, when they had Sea Light 2021, I understand all good things must come to an end. And the creator or creators, excuse me, plural, two people uh, of C Lab are working on Archer. And they've been working on Archer, I want to say 2009 or something. And they're doing a fantastic job, even though I need to catch up. I'm like three seasons behind. But with that being said, C Lab, not C Lab, excuse me, well, yes, Adult Swim. In particular, uh, C Lab, they should have like aired C Lab for at least like 12 at night throughout that whole year. I, that's just me because it's like 2021, C Lab 2021. Call me a fool. I, I'd rather be a fool than, than nothing. Anyways, uh, that was number seven, C Lab 2021. One of my favorite characters off that show is Dr. Quinn, and Dr. Quinn was the only person on that show that has any damn common sense. Oh, and uh, before I forget, most of the shows originally in Adult Swim, because, you know, you know, take away your Rick and Morty's, uh, your, your Boondocks, take away your um, uh, Primal, which uh, mm, I don't want to spoil nothing. But, like, the reason why that show has a special place in my heart is because of the budget. Now, what I mean is, is like, I did say this, is that, like, they use old footage from our old cartoon from the 70s to 
revamp it and spin it to a new thing, thus the birth of Sea Life 2021. But they do often come in like, okay, this is old stock footage. We'll animate something with this. So it's like, yeah, like we're still using the settings, the characters of the original show, but we're mixing them up in a way where it's like, it's not the original show, which I appreciate their work for that. Pardon me. Uh, uh, that was, sorry, I don't know what that was. Seven was Sea Lab, 2021, six is Robot Chicken. And this is where I, I'm getting to my like actual favorites. And the most of the episodes, I'm sorry, the shows I have in this list are dope. But uh, Robot Chicken, what can I really say about adult? I'm sorry, uh, Robot Chicken, but the my favorite, what Halloween specials, my favorite Star Wars specials, my favorite. They made two DC specials, and I'm, I hope they really do make another one. And in fact, I think. And I can't really tell the writers or Seth Green and his writing partner, Robot Chicken, um, how to do it or what to do with their own show. But personally, I hope they make a third DC special because they had the first one. uh, I think it was like some weird love thing with Superboy and Lex Luthor's daughter or niece or something. And the second special was like uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was very interesting. But... What I'm trying to say is, is that I became a fan of Robot Chicken, I want to say, mm, at least the year it came out, because, like, I was like, uh, like, this is me showing my age, and reminder, um, I'm 23 years old, but I remember as a kid, I'm watching Adult Swim, like, alright, cool, Robot Chicken, what's that? And I remember watching the first promo, I'm like, oh, it's just like stop motion, and like I said, me as a fan of animation, you know, either 2D digital and of course um stop motion i'm like oh hell yeah let me see um you know what they'll do with it and from like literally the the first season all the way to i don't know what's the season the, the current season um i always loved their parody and i did mention the uh dc and star wars parodies but besides that my favorite uh parody i see on uh, robot chicken was the uh, dark crystal now Again, to any of my older fans, of course, welcome back to the Captain Righteous Podcast, or um, if you're not new here, then hey, it's Captain Righteous. I always try to be formal, of course. Um, that Dark Crystal sketch, and I, I googled it once, and it's based off the movie or something. I'm not familiar with the movie, but I guess there was like a way to... Re- like Basically, the Robot Chicken joke was like, okay... How can we reboot this movie that people forgot? And one of the best things they recommended is to turn the whole, either turn the whole movie or do something in a like a rap commercial, sorry, rap video. But like I said, highly recommend you guys watch these shows on HBO Max. Um, because it, it's so hard to explain if you don't really get the context of like to actually sit down and watch it. But besides the stop motion um, animation, which they're doing a fantastic job with, um, I think like one of my favorite reasons why I really love Robot Chicken is because of the special guest. They literally had 50 Cent come on, I think it was like 2012 or something like that, for at least two to three sketches, and 50 Cent played Thor's hammer or Natasha Romanon's gun. And basically in that sketch, it was that um, if you're, like I said, the listeners, are familiar with annoying orange so take that idea but say annoying avengers item so they have an annoying uh captain america shield thor's hammer 
uh, Black Widow's guns, uh, Iron Man's arc. Like, they just basically slapped faces on him and just kind of went crazy. And 50 Cent, I think he played, like, Black Widow's guns. If that's uh, not a fair ascension, but, like, no, no, it was, like, a fair, um, like, I don't know if that's, like, facts. I do remember he was in the episode, like, they used him, like, a lot. But, um, of course, moving on, before I go, Robot Chicken's one of the funniest parodies on, uh, well, not just on TV, I say specifically on, um, Adult Swim. And it's due because, like, Mike Laszlo, and I know he stepped down from being, um, president or vice president of Adult Swim, they allow creators the chance, like, okay, you want to tell your own jokes, you want to make some, not just make a reference, but if you really want to do your own thing, they allow creators to do their own thing until, they decide to not to, and don't get me wrong, I will get to that, you know, not as, you know, I'm not trying to run through these quickly, but I'm trying to, you know, talk about what they are, talk about what's their impact on Adult Swim, and like, move on, of course, excuse me, uh, that was number six, number five is Space Coast, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, I hope I'm saying it correctly, and the reason why I put that up there, like I mentioned with home movies, C Lab 2021. It's one of those shows where it's like, can I say it's the the, the spine of Adult Swim, or if that's like the the not the correct analogy to it, where it has the um, it was part of Adult Swim's like original heyday, where okay, it's twelve in the morning, put on um, I'm sorry, blank, I'm sorry, uh, twelve in the morning, put on Space Coast to Coast, and the thing is, which is crazy, because I, I Google this. Um, like, not, not too, like, not recently, like, today, but, like, I Googled this, like, about a couple days ago, I think, um, Space Coast to Coast was, like, from 1995 or 97 all the way to, like, 02 or 03, but what I want to say is, um, Space Coast walk in order Eric Andre to run, so I believe, forgive me, I believe I mentioned this on the podcast is that, you know, imagine, and, of course, I don't know if anyone who's listening to this or react to this episode. Like I said, um, welcome to the Captain Righteous Podcast. So imagine I'm Space Coast and you guys are your favorite celebrities or you're just famous, right? And, you know, we're having an interview like, hey, you know, this is the... Uh, well, I'm Space Coast. Sorry. Welcome back to Space Coast. We got uh, Tory Lanes or we got... Uh, 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 I'm just, just think of any artist anyone can think of, like right now, Little Wayne or something, right? I'm, you're a Little Wayne, and yeah, you know, the album comes out, you know, November because we're gonna have uh, Gucci Man, we're gonna have this rapper coming through because this person we got to actually have someone to come in or produce their own beat so I can switch up on the album. And you're so into your, your not even your music, but your music, your writing, your acting, anything you do in, um. I guess in Hollywood, I don't know anyone that's out there, but I'm saying like, if you're trying to um, push out a new album, and you're like, yeah, this is Space Ghost, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how often do you shave your cat's ass? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and and of course, uh, you know, uh, this is me kidding. This is me paraphrasing, but like, he will let like celebrities come on, you know, talk about their new album, talk about their new anything they got new going on. This dude is a whole weirdo, and you, I'm sorry, the listeners can't see me smile, but 
he will like look at the um the uh interviewers the the, the, the subject or whatever and be like oh well you know um I'm going to say something or, or do something ridiculous to have them walk away from, um, cause it's, it's like, the, it's, it, and again, it's not hard to explain, but basically whenever they do have celebrity guests come on either on the show, I believe, or they'll like film their reaction responses and put that part of the show. Like, Oh yeah, we were actually talking to Seth Green or whatever. And I think he was in, um, in that episode, uh, I can't seem um, to remember, but that that's okay. But um, oh, forgive me. Um, like he would, of course, Space Ghost is a fictional character. He would like make the um, the set or the environment so cringeworthy where celebrities will actually walk out or end the interview right then and there. Not always, but um. Yeah, that's right. Because in real life, they will have uh, a stand-in where it's like, oh, well, my name is Steve, and blah, 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 and they're paying me X amount of money just to, like, dress like this and to speak with you. So they kind of have, like, a weird, like, oh, hey, I'm talking to you. You're talking to me, where it's, like, it's seamless, right? And also, um, I mentioned this with um, C-Lab, Space Coast, uh, sorry, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, is one of those shows where they didn't have a budget where yeah of course they had some money where they kept on producing these episodes and fortunately and i'm not sure about this fortunately um pay their um actors well because there's certain voice actors where oh i'm in this and that and the other and low-key they you know what i mean because i just saw that on twitter i mean i don't want to get off the topic but yeah um i forgot what anime that was was it jujitsu kaisen or, or something if that's how it's pronounced I think, um, I remember it was, it was an anime or something where uh, the voice actor came out or somebody did their internet sleuthing and they found out, oh, they're doing, they're doing $300 for a voice or some BS. And again, I can't confirm or deny, but if they did, that's, you know, very effed up. But anyways, of course, um, I just love, and I found a mention with the other episodes, sorry, the other shows is that. I think, um, besides, um, well, okay, uh, Metal Apocalypse, Sea Lab 2021, and, like I said, number five is Space Coast to Coast, like, they are my favorite, uh, theme songs, and trust me, they'll be, like, way better or banger, um, uh, uh, theme songs later in the podcast, but I assure you, like, um, like, I hate when I say like, 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 but no, just waking up at three in the morning, four in the morning, and you hear, dear, 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 listen, for anyone who can play a guitar, I apologize, but I'm talking about the, the Space Schools theme song, if you can play it, hey, by all means, man, like, send me a, sorry, not a picture, but send me a video of that, but no, um, I'm, I remember waking up in those either summer nights, fall nights, and dear, 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 I'm sorry, that was cringe. I apologize. It was like, no, nah, like that. Let me tell you this. Like, that ideally, I should put this show um on like my top three, but like, not nah, like when it comes to like the funniest moments and the quirkiest characters. Yeah, um, what was it Mo- Mozart? Like that weird alien dude with the bug eyes and the um, 
yellow gloves. Because it it's funny because I did mention this with um. Sea Life 2021, like, uh, Space Ghost is an actual hero that was created in, um, I think the 60s or something for Hanna-Barbera, so, yeah, Hanna-Barbera is the same company that helped produce Scooby-Doo, um, uh, Hong Kong Fooey, and all those original shows, but no, um, of course, as I was saying, um, like, you know, despite not having a budget, Adult Swim did, like, right by making a I'm sorry, Space Ghost entertaining without, you know, the need to like, okay, we, we need to cut this amount of money to film him running or fighting crime. You have to understand, not only he's a talk show host, but he's an also a, um, a superhero. And again, I'm not going to lie to the fans or lie to myself. I haven't watched an original episode, any Space Ghost property, but you know, and forgive me, people might cringe when I say this, but that's okay, this is just my opinion, there are certain um, underrated cartoons, like I said, with Space Ghost, that goes underneath the radar, where it's like, oh yeah, I remember that, I watched that show when I was like, blah blah blah, 14 or something, not, you know, discrediting anyone's stories, or connection towards Adult Swim. But no, like, that's a show I can see them bringing back, because technically they do have a show like Bird Girl, and the Bird Girl is supposed to be um, based off the bird, of the Bird Girl from uh, Harvey Birdman, which I haven't watched the Bird Girl show, but to me, it might not be my cup of tea, but who knows. Excuse me. So, that was number five. Now, we're getting close. Oh, this is getting, like, pause, but it's getting juicy. So, um... Number four will be Venture Bros, and I know Venture Bros, why you ranked up so high now, I'll give you at least three of my reasons. Number one, I love the voice acting. They have very dope guest stars in the show, and of course, current, well, current or reoccurring characters, like, sorry, voice actors. Like, for example, my favorite character and voice actor of the show is Brock Samson. Brock Samson is one of the smoothest, most badass, most ruthless most well you can argue relatable characters in that universe because he's just a guy trying to make some money but also take care of you know dr venture and his two sons hank and dean um also yeah my favorite voice actor on that show will be patrick warburton and now if you're not familiar with that with him excuse me um he played in family guy of course as joe and he was uh cronk and um what was it what was it called emperor's new groove and that the movie david spade and let me tell you this i've been um listening to his voice for years and years now and hey man like i'm, I'm like this like I, I wish i could be a, a really good voice actor not for the money not for the clout it's just, just to sit in the booth and watching like let's say tara strong she's one of my favorite voice actresses and she's like this person that person this person that person i know there's a whole process to think of the character pick the voice try to sound like the voice or try to you know mix something in with that but no like yeah like i said before you know terrific show no i yeah it's a terrific show because I, I mentioned oh yeah see that's all you know i'm forgetful oh my god i'm sorry like one of the reasons why i love the show is um the voice acting and, it, and my favorite character is brock samson second reason i love the show is because you know, not with each episode, but certain episodes when they introduce a person or a group of people that are a direct reference to Hanna-Barbera or Marvel or DC characters. Now, for example, um, there are, 
there was a situation where um, this is like later stuff in the series. I can't spoil it, but I'll spoil a bit of like just a tiny bit of it. So there's um, a, I can't say bootleg, but there's like a version of the Avengers that showed up to protect Doctor Venture. You know, he's the bald guy with the uh, red goatee. If you see the show. Um, and they were like literally bootleg Avengers. Like for example, there was a character who's like Hawkeye, but he doesn't use actual um, was it actual? Sorry, um, like bows and arrows, like Hawkeye, Green Arrow use because you know they're both archers. Like this guy has a quiver, and a quiver is like that. Forgive me if I'm wrong, cause I've never been to you know archery before. But it's like a as a satchel or a bag where they keep most of their arrows, so they can you know constantly fire at people. I find it be hilarious because like you look dumb. Like what if like because you know like I said you know um, Venture Bros you know take their time and liberty to um, reference or parody you know Marvel characters, DC characters, or whatever. But like nah, just to um. Just to see your, one of your, and I swear to God, this is real. Like, if you guys ever watch Johnny Quest, and it's a basic, it's an old show that's like from the '60s, and you have two kids. It was um, Johnny Quest, the, the little boy, and his friend. I think his friend was Indian, if I'm correct. If not, my apologies. And you would have um, Doctor, yeah, Doctor Quest, Johnny Quest's father, and Race Bannon, um, the the family. Um, family uh, bodyguard which yes that's the literal dynamic of hank venture dean venture rusty venture brock samson and later sergeant hatred where it's like you know you're just here protect the kids make sure i don't die whatever whatever however <laughs> i didn't mean that f- for that to rhyme but however um you know who's to say you'll grow attached with the people you've been protecting for like I think Brock been protecting the kids, well, you know, Hank and Dean for, like, years? Like, it, it can't be, like, a decade. It gotta be, like, at least two decades or something. But, no, um, lastly enough, I think Venture Bros, like, I just love the lore of the show. Because, yes, I love the parodies they make. I love the voice cast. But it's just, it's just, like, it's not just, like, I'm not comparing anything, but it's, like, the lore of the show it's so interesting where it's like, yes, you're a part of this um, universe where you see a character. Oh, man, did you see blank? Oh, yeah, I saw. It's not a spoiler, but it's like they talk about a specific character in an event where, oh, he wasn't always this way. Like, that's the thing I love about TV nowadays or movies where there are certain directors that will have to hold your hand. Like, once upon a time, they have to narrate the story, do something where... The audience is actually having like an emotional attachment to it where I mean not where but it's like also that but um definitely um but definitely make them a part of the universe where you don't have to be a future character in Adventure Bros which I'm sure that's cool but it's like oh yeah I remember that character that character debuted in episode blah 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 in season blah 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 and it's like like with each introduction of a character and the more we dive into person A or person B's backstory, it's like, wow. Like, obviously, that's like, you know, you got great writers because they care about the source material or caring about, like, how they treat their characters. But needs to say, man, like, that's literally one of my favorite shows. I um, 
like I grew up watching. And I, I wasn't like watching Venture Bros as a teen. I was watching Venture Bros. I was like four or five years old. Like I mentioned, any other um, I say characters, but any other show on the list, I'm like, oh, this is dope. Let me watch this. You know. Anyways, that was number four, Venture Bros. Now this is where, like I said, it's gonna get a lot more juicier. So number three is Primal. Primal is a show that was created by Gennady Tarkovsky. If you're not familiar with that man. Uh, he's the guy who created Samurai Jack, Semiotic Titan, Dex's Laboratory, and if I'm forgetting any other information, don't be afraid to at me on Instagram. Hey, you jerk, you forgot the fact that he did this, and that's absolutely right. But with that being said, uh, Primal is one of those shows, if you love Gennady, Car- Tar- excuse me, Tarkovsky's work, you're going to love this show. Like, it's just, there's certain episodes of Samurai Jack, and forgive my stuttering, where Jack just doesn't speak, like he's just chilling until something bad happens, then he's gonna have to react. And he's, when he when he reacts, he's gonna use his voice, if that makes any sense. But one of the reasons why this show ranks so high up the list is because of the lack of dialogue and question marks. Like there are people who communicate with each other in the show, but it's like when you see Spirit Conspiracy, the short guy, long brown, not long brown hair, sorry long black hair and like I assume brown skin because I don't like I'm not trying to guess this man's race or whatever but anyways um this show follows a caveman in his adventures with a uh motherly uh trans see it's, I almost I was this close spoiling it without thinking and I apologize but no um whew. Oh, extremely random. My apologies. Excuse me. I think if you enjoy violence or at least like watching episodes with barely any di- I'm sorry, dialogue, I highly recommend you check out Venture Bros if um, any, of the, any of my listeners get the chance. And also, good morning, because I'm doing this way late at night, like at least three, which is insane for me. Anyways, um... I just love Primal because of the action. Because I will say this, certain creators from, you know, Adult Swim, not from, well, yes, from Adult Swim, but definitely from Cartoon Network, like, they have to, like, do a juggling act where they want to follow their own dreams and passion from this one specific um, artist. But on the other hand, they just want to, they don't want to um, make, a, a well, Cartoon Network or Adult Swim angry, where it's like, yeah, guys, I'm going to fill the episode where... We do a whole bunch of, um, excuse me, offensive jokes or whatever. Like, I just can't really give you a good example in mind, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a show where I am comfortable to say this, a 14 year old can watch. Notice, I don't want no one younger to be watching Primal, but it's like, if you really are into the lore or you're really a fan of Adult Swim, by all means, you know, make it, um, like, make it known where it's like, hey, you know, I may not be familiar with the show, but hey, Captain Righteous just put me on, and he might know what he's talking about for once. <laughs> yeah, um, number two is, um, Boondocks, and let me tell you this, I watched this show, and it's not a flex, I watched this show from the very first episode towards the very last episode. Now, seasons one, two, and three of Boondocks, and it's for the uninitiated, of course, Please check out those seasons. I promise you this. 
They're definitely way more funnier than four. Now, again, when it comes to certain series, I would say two is better than four because four is technically better than one, and it's it's a whole. Um, in my opinion, it's a whole um, can of worms if, if I'm using that correctly. Because like you know, it depends on you know, um, <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Excuse me, but no, it just depends on your preference of these shows most of these shows you guys can look on the list and like you know what don't need it <laughs> like of course you don't you know i'm not recommending to um anyone just um i just basically said like oh don't need it and just like pretend toss your phone out there but don't do that you know it's ridiculous um one of my favorite characters from the boondocks because i had to you know take a step back and really get back to the topic my, one of my favorite characters in the Boondocks is Riley Freeman and the, well, the, the Freeman brothers. I mean, yeah, I love Granddad and Granddad is dope. I'm not, you know, take anything from that character, but, you know, my favorite character is Huey, if I had to lay it, nail it down, and second to that is Riley. But the reason why I think Huey is a dope character is because he's literally a, a character that can defend, like, who knows martial arts a character who loves to read, a character who, like, you know, it's funny, because, like, throughout the whole, when I was, um, doing this, um, writing these, this episode, like, throughout the whole course of the show, like, this kid doesn't smile for anything, like, like, that's one of those, like, that's one of those things as a character, which is very interesting, but it's like, damn, like, really, no, for real, like, if you watch the show as long as I have been, now, that's not a flex, go back to most of the episodes, like, he's either there, or he just doesn't smile, which is like, damn, like, I gotta be a one serious brother who doesn't like smiling. Um, what else I like to talk about? But before I get off of Boonice, I will say, you know, like most of these adults from shows, one of the reasons why I love the show is because of the dark humor, the references, but besides the humor, like, you get a lesson out of it. Like, for example, like, one of my favorite Adult Swim, but particularly my favorite uh, Boonak's episode was the episode when, uh, Martin Luther King came back, I think season one or season two, or maybe season three, where we came back, um, not like, you know, time travel wise, but it's like, it's like in Dr. King's case in that universe is that, you know, he was, um, a sat, well, almost assassinated, but Dr. King woke up from a coma and he's in the 21st century, and I don't want to make no, like, it's so hard to do this, but they get Captain America, but, like, no powers, if that make any sense, like, I'm trying to make it make sense where, you know, like, like, Dr. King didn't, like, rise from the dead, like, he survived an assassin's bullet, which is, you know, very fortunate, of course, but no, I'm talking about in the show's universe, not in real life, um, the reason why I say it's one of my favorite episodes, because, like, there are episodes where Adult Swim, or I'm sorry, um, yeah, no, I said Adult Swim, excuse me, Adult Swim, where, Moon Knocks, blah, 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 helping. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just going back to my notes. It was, it was just an awkward silence. Like, you know what? They're gonna... Mm, I don't know what's going on here. 
Okay, there we go. I'm just trying to gather my thoughts. Um, but in the episode, it it um it was contrary because like yeah, they're talking about a dead person that you know played a um who helped played a part in the civil rights movement. But also, um, they depicted Martin Luther King using the N word, and the argument is like, well, if he was alive, he'd probably say it now because certain white people out here, and blah blah blah, and it's like, oh boy. But no, um, excuse me, forgive me, but um, there are episodes where they beat the message over your head, where it's like, oh, I get the reference, oh, I get the the, the issue. Um, not only just that that happens in the black community, but they talk about things that's an American issue where I think, ooh, it's a very funny episode, but I'm trying to remember what was it called, where um, there's a character in the show called Ed Once of the Third. He's a redhead character, and his whole thing is he commits crime. Him and his best friend commits crimes, and anytime they commit a crime, it's like, yeah, we, we finally did it. And there's people like, oh, okay, clap, 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 clap. And this guy kind of just like, kind of like, you know what I mean? Like kind of like roll out where it's like, oh, they don't see me. So I don't have to, you know, pitch in or something. If, if that makes any sense, forgive me. Um, But that Dr. King episode, I want to, you know, keep talking about it for a, a few more seconds. Is that, you know, people argue, you know, if, you know, Muhammad, sorry, Muhammad, well, recipes Muhammad Ali, I'm all over the place. If Martin Luther King would have came back, would he have been proud of black culture? Which I'm not trying to end this episode on a soapbox, but um, it's a, it's a good question to ask because the show, like, I don't think they directly ask the audience that, but it's kind of like, you know, you know what journey you're on, but you're trying to, you know, understand how you get there, if that makes any sense. Uh, forgive me. Um,. But no, yeah, um, it's just, it was one of those shows where looking back at it, it's like, I can always laugh and re-laugh and laugh and re-laugh again from seasons one and three, but I think this is appropriate time to talk about my feelings towards season four very briefly, of course, because we're, you know, very, very, um, tight for time, because I need to actually fall asleep. I'm doing this, I'm doing these episodes at three in the morning like an idiot, but, um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, season four, it didn't really do anything for me because it felt like they were just doing stuff just to get the fans. But here's what I didn't know. I believe the um, creator, Aaron McGruber, just took a step away from it. Like, he didn't want to officially retire, but he was just done with it. Now, he's like, officially done with it, like, done, not coming back. Good luck, guys. Very fun. It was not, for, not very fun, but well very fine and i hope he's having fun see how i mix up words see see that's that's my fault forgive me but um no for real um as i was saying um that was uh sorry number two on the list and my number one favorite adult swim show hands down i shit you not would be uh aqua teen hunger force now if you're a fan of the captain righteous podcast now if you're new here hey welcome to cap the captain righteous podcast uh i tend to make my episodes at five i'm sorry fridays around 11 o'clock five was like my last um snap my fingers forgive me my last like shift type of thing but that that's fine it's 100 five anyways um 
I mentioned this before. The reason why I love and I respect the um, Aquatine Hunger Force is because, like, I'm sorry, that was a weird pause right there. It's because of the the absurdity and the dark humor. Now, I will say there are certain comedy where it's like, you look back at it and it's like, hey, why was this included? And how come we don't cut this and replace it with something else? Um, Yeah, um, yeah, I think it was, I forgot the name of the episode, but Meatwad was dressing up for Halloween. And it was so adorable. That's one of those things I love about the show because Meatwad... Like, yeah, he's a wad of meat, so he would be disgusting to see or even smell. But just to know that, you know, he's doing well really, you know, warms up my heart. And that's the thing about Miwa. Like, he's a very good character, like, morally-wise. But there are episodes where, like, this this dude don't know what he's doing in life, which I understand that because, you know, you have to protect our youth. But it's like, boy, oh, boy, like, you know, you know, you're just wasting, uh, I think it's a, I'm sure what I'm talking about, but, um. Just something irrelevant, but relevant to me for the uh, episode, of course. Forgive me. But back to season four, I'm just going to, you know, end this right quick. I wish, like, you know, there was no studio tampering because Eric McGruber was going to go back and do more episodes, but maybe something happened, either on his laptop or whatever. But, yes, that's pretty much it when it comes to Boondocks, but... You know, I did mention, if I didn't mention this before, I apologize, but um, the creator of the Boondocks is um, Aaron Magruder, and he actually made those, uh, it was originally comic book strips, but they were made in the 2000s, which is crazy. I thought it was like at least 2010 or something where, you know, he's just doing it just to, you know, how to say this, not to run away from your problems, but it's kind of like, you know what, problems can stay at home, I'm going to have fun. And after my fun, I'm going to go right back home and deal with it. But of course, like I said before, that, that's just me. Um, what else I was saying? Yeah, so the list was done, uh, number 10 to 1. But I do have some um, interesting bonuses if the listeners are interested in it. Excuse me. Uh, my bonus uh, picks are um, Squidbillies, Eric Andre, and Luder Squad. There are other shows too, like China, Illinois, and that one uh, was it NSBW SUV. Listen, I that's a very interesting comic book, and that's not the new. That's probably like from 2020, I think. But with that being said, um, hey man, like, like I was I wasn't panicking. I will say this first, but think about this. Like, I'm, I'm this is a 10 list episode. Yep, so I'm thinking about probably like two or one hours, like me talking, talking, talking. And I didn't want to get anyone's nerves, but you know, that's how it is, especially if you're um uh content creating. Excuse me, I have to sorry, I, I definitely fall take take sorry, fall asleep, part of my stuttering. Um what would I consider my favorite but the best adult swim show? And this is according to me. Feel free to disagree with me. Um, the best adult swim show I I think is honestly um, Aquatine Hunger Force. Now you would think I say Primal, you would think I say any of the shows, not shows, but any other yeah, yeah shows that that that's appearing or just got uh, um, approved on Adult Swim. If that make any sense? But no. Um, sorry. 
the reason why Aqua Teen Hunger Force is my favorite uh, Adult Swim show is because of the absurdity. Like, there will be episodes where, like, because, you know, the three main characters are Shake, you know, it's the milkshake. Frylock is just a guy who's wearing, um, not just a guy, but it's, it's a woman. She wears these little um, horn things where it's like, she's not the devil. It, it's hard to explain, but, um, no, she's, um, I don't think she was on the show. I wish she was, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I failed to mention, um, lo- I love Aquatine Hunger Force because of the humor and the dark and the absurdity, because there are episodes where it'll be like, it'll, it'll be normal at first, and it's like, either they invite Carl, or it directly involves Carl, and Carl's and I'm dying. Carl was a character in the show, but it's like, it, it, couldn't, it wouldn't be me, though. I would've moved way, way from them. Anyways, um... What was what was um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force impact on Adult Swim? Now, first, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force originally before it was canceled was like the longest running show on Adult Swim from like the 2000s to the 2010s, and that's it. You can argue from the 20 sorry the 2000s 2010 and uh, the 2020s because you know we're all getting grown. Um, we can like watch these um, shows or either on our phone, our TV, or our laptop just to, um, just to watch it without a problem, now, the reason why I said, um, well, what I think, how I think, um, Aquatine Hunger Force, um, made its impact on Adult Swim is because, like I mentioned before, it's one of those few shows that came out in the 2000s that was an original where, oh, I thought Aquatine Hunger Force, you gotta go to Canada to buy the DVD and come back, no, not really, because, you know, it has a healthy following, and hopefully there are people who are, um, how I say this, non-toxic when it comes to, um, the fandom, because, you know, that, that happens with, like, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, but, like, you know, you can enjoy this show, and that's why I said, you know, when it comes to this episode in particular, I just love talking about Adult Swim, and I highly recommend, highly recommend anyone to, hey, actually, I like what you said about this show, but here's the problem, because when you said this, you're not understanding that blah, blah, blah. Of course, that's just me, and, you know, I respect um, anyone's opinions, but Aquatine Hunger Force, to me, has to be one of my favorite Adult Swim shows. Now, if you're talking about comedy, it's still up there. Action, primal, 110%. Very, very beautiful show. So that has been the Captain Righteous Podcast. This episode has been the list of my best Adult Swim cartoons. Um, If you agree with me, hey, you know, don't be afraid to uh, share your podcast with anyone. Um, If you have any, uh, I said, questions, comments, and concerns, hey, go to Captain underscore underscore Righteous. And my Twitter is underscore C Righteous. And hey, maybe we'll work out something together. But Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.